Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. It's hour two on this Tuesday. Dan and the Dennis, Dan Patrick Show. Our good buddy Ross Tucker will join us. Does he have a solution of how running backs can get paid? 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle, at dpshow. We spent a lot of time talking about this. Certainly yesterday, we were keeping an eye on Josh Jacobs and Saquon Barkley. Would they get a contract extension done? Nope. They're going to play on the franchise tag, which is $10 million. But you look at these other running backs, and you look at teams and their philosophy here. Bijan Robinson got drafted high. Jameer Gibbs got drafted high. Teams have embraced the by-committee approach. In the 80s and 90s, it was routine to see a running back have 300 carries. But between 2011 and 2020, the league saw an average of just two running backs a year go over that threshold. The position still holds value, but it's a different type of value. Teams can slow the pass rush, control the pace of the game on the ground. And I always wondered, and we saw this with the Titans, but maybe that's the dinosaur, the anomaly, the unicorn that is Derrick Henry. Can you beat somebody by controlling the clock? Therefore, every time your quarterback gets on the field. Let's say you're playing the Kansas City Chiefs, and I thought the Titans would have the right approach because they could control the clock if the defense was good enough to be able to stop the Chiefs occasionally. So now you have something that's different. Also, you're drafting players on defense that are built for speed. If you have a power running game, that's an advantage. And it's all about matchups. We talk about this with boxing, but in football... Can you have somebody that's got a counterattack? Their idea of success is counterintuitive to what you think it is. Control the clock. This is the way, you know, they played football for decades. You had a great running game, a complimentary passing game, and a stout defense. That's what you were trying to build. Do we come back to that at some point? It feels like everything's cyclical, whether it's music or fashion, movies. Is that the way it's going to be for running backs? 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. Poll question from hour one, the results, Seton O'Connor. Yeah, right now it's still at 54% people would take the billion dollars publicly. 
Okay. Um, a lot of people are talking about how much money a billion dollars really is. Yeah, a billion <laughs> is a whole lot of money. This is a lot of money. You do. We are underappreciating a little bit just how much more money a billion dollars is rather than $25 million. Yes, but you can get $25 million anonymously, or you get a billion and everybody knows it. Now, I don't think it's that easy of a decision where you go, well, of course I'm going to take the billion. You're going to take the billion because you have no idea what your life will be like. Now, there's going to be positives, obviously, but there'll be negatives there. $25 million and nobody cares. If you want a Powerball for $25 million, nobody cares. A billion? Then everybody cares. Yeah, Paul. And I'm sure there's people in general neighborhoods, not in every neighborhood, but there's millionaires not too far from where a lot of people live. You know, there's, if there's a millionaire down the street, he's got a really big house. But the billionaire, you can't see his house. Like you drive past and there's a gate and then there's a road in. You mm. don't see the house. Mm. This dude said, my mother-in-law is going to post about it on Facebook anyway, so who cares? <laughs> my son just won a billion dollars. So cute. Here's his, here's his phone number if you want to congratulate so him. So proud of him. Written and directed by Christopher Nolan Oppenheimer is an IMAX shot epic thriller that uh, thrust audiences into the pulse-pounding paradox of the enigmatic man who must risk destroying the world in order to save it. See it in theaters July 21st. Tickets on sale now. Matt Damon said he was in couples therapy. Now, he's in this movie. And he said to his wife that the only way that he would take another movie job while they were going through couples therapy is if Christopher Nolan called. And Christopher Nolan calls, and he says to his wife, Christopher Nolan called and wants me to be in this movie. I got a great stat of the day. Give me some music here. I don't care who it is. I'm ready. This courtesy of Hector Gomez, I believe that uh, this is where it originated on Twitter. Babe Ruth, in his first 674 career games, hit 159 home runs. Shohei Otani, first 674 career games. Oh, yeah. I was going to go over no matter what. I got got a lot of stats here. Shohei Otani has one more home run than Babe Ruth did at this point after 674 career games. First 455 innings pitched. Babe Ruth's one loss record, 35 and 18. (laughs) Turn it off, Marvin. Shohei Otani threw 455 innings pitched in his career. 35 and 19. He has one more loss than Babe and one more home run at this stage of their careers through six. This is the stat of the day. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick show. Um, you got media day. I did love this. We reached out to the SEC. We wanted to have their commissioner on, Greg Sankey, who's been a frequent guest on this program. So we reached out to the SEC. No need to name any names here, but uh, 
Fritzy uh, said, hey, we'd love to have the commissioner on with uh, Dan Patrick's show. And Fritzy was told that uh, he's not available. He's not available this week because it's media day. It's media day. <laughs> and I went, wait a minute. We're the media. He's not available. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> coach is not available for interviews. It's media day. <laughs> he's not available for interviews because he's doing interviews this week. That's so That's funny. why we reached out to get the commissioner on. You know what? Maybe we should have called last week Maybe. when it wasn't media day. It's got a full plate, though. This yeah, is what it is. Yeah. And then the, uh, the Big 12 had their media day. Uh, this is uh, Brent Venables, Oklahoma head coach, and he's talking about Deion Sanders. I gave guys 12 months of grace, and I was unlike Dion. I gave guys 12 months of grace to figure it out. Here's the three. You know, go to class, live right off the field, and when you show up over here, man, you show up with respect and appreciation for your opportunity. And if you go 0 for 3 for 12 months, you need a fresh start. So we help 21 guys, you know, give or take, you know, find a, you know, a fresh start. All right. So uh, people bringing up Deion Sanders' name with what he is doing at Colorado. Uh, Brent Venables, uh, that's courtesy of 94.7 FM in Oklahoma. Yeah, it was weird how Dion got all this praise of what he was doing at Colorado. Land, look at him, new sheriff in town. The first meeting, uh, it's on camera, goes out on social media. Uh, it, it was embarrassing what Dion did, really was. Because if you want to tell these kids, you want to be straight up with them, and tell them that they don't fit into the program, the program that he's going to run, don't have a camera running. Like, don't embarrass them. You humiliated these kids. And maybe they're not good enough for you, and the team wasn't good. You had a losing record. I get all of that. Treat them as grown-ups. What if Dion, in the last year of his career, I think with the Baltimore Ravens, if Hard Knocks was uh, there with the Ravens, and all of a sudden, John Harbaugh said, uh, Dion, camera rolling, Dion, you can't play anymore. How would he feel? And maybe these kids aren't good enough to make Colorado a good team, competitive team. I get it. But treat them as people. Uh, and I thought that, that people were like, oh, my God, look at what Dion's doing. Yeah, pretty crappy how you're treating these kids. You want to bring in your own? Fine. Tell them privately. But not with the camera rolling. Yeah, that is interesting. They didn't have to humiliate them. No. Like that. You could still do what you want to do because it works both ways with the transfer portal. But you're saying to these kids, hey, uh, you ain't part of the program here. Yes, Polly. Yeah, he gave a seven minute speech when he first got to Colorado and he said things like, uh, um, I'm coming and it's not going to be the mess that you've had in the past for these wonderful fans, the student body. And parents had to put up with this for two decades. He's talking about the embarrassing performance on the field. He goes, it's going to change, so you all should get ready, get in the portal, do what you got to do, because the more you jump in, the more room you make for me you know, to get new players. And some people in the media speculated that was like an announcement saying, hey, we're open for business, come on down. But it's also, like you said, a public get out of here to all these guys. Yeah, you could do it. You know, I, I'll give you credit if you're honest with them. You don't need to have a camera rolling. And I don't want to hear, hey, that never should have gotten out on social media. Don't have a camera rolling. You embarrass them. And it comes back to the coach. Coach is the one who gave the directive. So I don't, I don't want to hear that. And look, we've enjoyed Dion when he's been on here. But, you know, you got to tell the truth. 
And the truth is, he could have done it in a better way, a classier way. And if he was on the program, I would say that to him. If I gave you a chance to do it again, would you have done it where it's on camera? And the answer is no. Because you can see these kids. You can see their faces. They're meeting Deion Sanders. And then all of a sudden you're meeting Deion Sanders for the first and the last time because he's running you out of town. Because he essentially said you're not any good. Yeah. And he said it, <laughs> and it's on camera. Yeah, it went but, all over social media. Yeah. The irony is they stunk so bad, it gave Deion the opportunity. You know, like their failure made Colorado so down mm. that they're like, we got nothing to lose here. Let's take a chance on a guy who's coached at a small college. All right, let me take a break. I want to talk uh, to Russ Tucker and see if he's got an idea of uh, the running back situation and how they can get paid. I don't know why this is such a, you know, a problem that people, you know, that people are really invested in. Like, we got to get running backs paid. Okay. <laughs> yeah, see. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, there's just a certain unfairness to it, it feels like. Okay. Also, Jerome Bettis is going to join us coming up a little bit later on as well. We'll take a break. We're back after this. GetRefunds.com is going to help you out. You run a business, they've been helping small business owners just like you. It's the ERC tax refunds. The ERC, the Employee Retention Credit. If you own a business with more than four employees, you could have money waiting to be claimed. That's waiting to be claimed. Different industries have different deductions in their ERC claims. Construction, healthcare, retailers, bars, restaurants, and others. Innovation refunds dedicated to helping business owners navigate the process with their team of independent attorneys. These are tax attorneys who are experienced in understanding the ways that different kinds of companies can claim tax deductions as the result of the pandemic. Innovation refunds is teaming up with John Taffer. He's the host of Bar Rescue, and together they're going to help restaurant and bar owners find out if they're eligible for the ERC tax credit. So, no upfront cost. They don't get paid unless you get paid. One eight four three refunds or innovationrefunds.com. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. 
Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening. Hall of Famer Jerome Bettis will join us in an hour from now. The brilliant EQE SUV from Mercedes-Benz available. Digital light technology. It's so smart even the headlamps are thinking. The vehicle all electric. The feeling all Mercedes. Learn more at MBUSA.com slash EQE dash SUV. Ross Tucker, a good buddy. Westwood One, CBS Sports. Uh, college football analyst and host the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. You can find him on social media at Ross Tucker NFL. All right. The running back position. How do we solve it? Or do we need to solve it? Why are we upset? Well, I, I, I can tell you why we're upset. Uh, we are upset because star players who everybody drafts in the first round on their fantasy team who everybody's kids have their jerseys, their money's going the wrong way. I mean, Dan, the salary cap's going up every year by a pretty significant amount, and running back contracts are going in the opposite direction. And that's tough for guys to stomach, and I, I, I don't blame them. And by the way, I don't blame the teams either, right? Like if you're the New York Giants, Dan, and you can get Saquon this year for 10.1, and next year, for whatever that is, twelve point two. Yeah. Why? Why? Why would you give him sixteen million a year in a long term contract? You wouldn't, right? So mm-hmm. the franchise tag is a major, major issue here. Although you know what, Dan? You know what might even be worse for Saquon and Jacobs and these guys? I'm not sure they'd get more money even if they were on the open market. That's the scary thing. I mean, the, the teams utilizing the franchise tag is a whole other NFLPA topic to get rid of the franchise tag, blah, blah, blah. But the fact that even if Saquon and Jacobs were free agents, that I don't think they would get a lot more than this, that's got to be the part that's really concerning for running backs and their agents. Yeah, I don't know. The owners aren't going to try to help the running back. It, you know, the, the the league is predicated on passing. Now you have running quarterbacks here. So your running back is not the, he's going to carry the ball 25 to 30 times. He might get that many touches, but the position has changed, just like the middle linebacker position has changed. If you don't have to have that running back, you don't have to have that middle linebacker there. Nobody's talking about the plight of middle linebackers, are they? No, not really. And I'll tell you this much. By the way, that's primarily because they don't draft them in fantasy football, I think. But I'll, I'll say a couple of things, Dan. Number one, if you really think about it, right, it starts when they're way younger. Like, 
good running backs should be able to come out after their freshman year, definitely sophomore year of college, right? Like some of these guys, Saquon Barkley and some of these guys we've seen recently having to play that third year of college football, Leonard Fournette, it's ridiculous. I mean, and then what really I I think um, bothers me personally is the five-year contract for first-round picks and then the franchise tag. I mean, Dan, do you realize – that if the Giants tag Saquon this year, which they did, if they tag him again next year, that's seven years, okay, that Saquon Barkley doesn't have the ability to hit a market and decide where he wants to live, uh, see how much money he can make. Something's not right there. I mean, this isn't baseball. These are running back. Seven years is an entire running back career, right? And this guy can't one time, not once, be able to, like everybody else in life, go out and see what they're worth and see what employers might be interested in and what they might offer him? Well, I know it sounds like an injustice, but the owners aren't going to be benevolent souls and philanthropic and go, you know what? If we, Our suggestion is if you have a separate salary cap for quarterbacks, then maybe you could spread the wealth elsewhere on a team. And maybe the running backs could be compensated. But... I do like the idea if they could come out after their freshman year in college. I I like the idea, but what's the possibility that college football and the NFL are going to be together on that? Oh, not real good. It it would have to be a lawsuit like Maurice Claret tried. It would have to be something of that ilk. Um, I will say this, though. It's interesting because you hear some people say running backs don't matter. I struggle with that, Dan. I mean, if you watch a Browns game, you can't tell me that Nick Chubb doesn't make a difference in the outcome of those games or Titans with Derrick Henry or ask the Niners. I mean, the Niners gave up draft picks, Dan, as you know, for the right to pay McCaffrey $16 million a year. And you can't tell Niners fans after they got McCaffrey last year that he didn't make a difference in the outcome of some of those games. And what's really strange, you know, Dan, I played – mainly center and guard, right? And I wasn't great. But there's guards now (laughs) that are making $20 million a year or more. I mean, if you would have told me when I was playing, Dan, from 01 to 2008, with our running backs, we had like Travis Henry, Willis McGahee, Stephen Davis when I was in Washington, Emmitt Smith when I was with the Cowboys. If you would have told me, hey, Ross, like 20 years from now, um, guards are going to be getting paid double what running backs get paid, I'm I'm not sure. I I think maybe the pendulum has swung too far. I love Chris Lindstrom, the right guard for the Falcons. Quentin Nelson, the left guard for the Colts, is a good player. I'm not sure I think that they're twice as valuable or have twice as much of an impact on the outcome of NFL football games. If I said you could have Josh Jacobs or Saquon Barkley and time up with a long-term deal, I would probably say Saquon because I think he's a little bit more explosive and more productive in the passing game. But Jacobs had a heck of a year. It feels like Saquon's kind of been up and down and that Jacobs had a couple bad years, but then last year Jacobs was awesome. But it, and, it, and you do Saquon. have two quarterbacks here, Ross, who their success is predicated on how good their running backs have been. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be the quarterback in Vegas. He needs Josh Jacobs. Danny Dimes 
he does not get that contract extension without Saquon Barkley. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, Dan. So, by the way, imagine that, right? Imagine you're Saquon and the whole offense runs through you and you can't get a $12 million a year offer, but the other guy who was calling the plays in the huddle to run the offense through you, either a run or a pass to you, gets $40 million a year? I mean, that's tough. The question now, Dan, is what do these guys do? And to your point, okay, because I think you made a good one, they have to get something more than just playing one year for 10.1, right? So they can't get a long-term deal anymore, but they can get more money on a one-year deal, or they can get a one-year deal that inserts in there a clause that they can't be tagged again. I think these guys need to be willing to skip maybe even games to get those clauses. And then there's a whole other thing we could talk about I don't think these teams want to play games without these guys. They're, they're not going to win very many games without these guys. So they could report and sign the tender, get their money. But, oh, man, because they weren't at training camp, my hamstring's real sore and tight. I don't know if I can play this first game or the second game. Sore hammy, man. Uh, before I let you go, we're talking to Ross Tucker, Westwood One, CBS Sports. Um, you know, the teams don't uh, – report the same day for training camp why why is it why isn't there a unilateral this is when training camp starts and everybody shows up at the same time good question the answer is there are rules negotiating the cba between the nfl and the nflpa how many days before the first game your rookies can report and how many days before the first game your veterans can report Different teams handle it differently. The seven that are reporting today, the rookies, they're they're using every day they got, Dan. Okay. They're, they're taking every day. As soon as we can get those guys back and start working with them and grinding them, bring them back. There's other teams that think, eh, I don't know if that's really what's best for them or our coaches. I don't know if we really want them back that early. Let's wait another week. So the teams that are doing it today with their rookies, they are within the rules the other teams have just decided that that's not really in the best interest of the organization to have the rookies report this early. Great to talk to you as always, buddy. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you, Dan. That's Ross Tucker, Westwood One, CBS Sports NFL, college football analyst and former NFL offensive lineman. Ross Tucker Football Podcast. You can find him on social media at Ross Tucker NFL. The cost to franchise tag top running backs is so low that teams can't pass it up. It's actually going down. Consider quarterback franchise tag in 2015, $18.5 million. It's now just over $32 million. A wide receiver franchise tag, 2015, just under $13 million. It's now $19.7 million. Running back franchise tag, 2015, just under $11 million. Now it's $10.1 all the other tags have gone up. The running back tag has gone down. It's just business for these owners. And here's something. That's crazy. Yeah, I know. That's crazy. Yeah. The franchise tag has gone down for the position. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, almost a million dollars. Here's some other things to think about. What was once an anomaly has become something probably a little bit more regular because last season, 
five quarterbacks who threw the ball and ran the ball at least 100 times. Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Daniel Jones, Lamar Jackson, Justin Fields. If you then look at the period of 1951 to 2001, so that's 50 years, running backs were the player in an offense. Quarterbacks were in the 100-100 club a total over 50 years of four times. Michael Vick uh, was a 100-100 guy. Did it for the Falcons, did it for the Eagles as well. So you now have these quarterbacks who are run-pass option guys. I mean, Anthony Richardson, when he's the starting uh, quarterback for the Colts, he'll be a run-pass guy. You already have, you know, Justin Fields will continue to be Jalen Hurts, Daniel Jones, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen. You have to have mobility here, but these guys are taking it a step further. Therefore, they're cutting into the importance of a running back with their ability to be able to run themselves. Yeah, Pauline. I'm trying to think of any solutions here because I love it's a very fascinating topic. Could the NFL running backs and college running backs reverse collude and start some type of agency, you know, like a find a, a sports agency that specializes in the running back position and almost control the market where when you come out of college, you join blank agency. Let's say Octagon. But then of, you're colluding. Yeah, legally. I like reverse collusion. I man. like reverse collusion. Yeah. Mm. Like, um, and then all of a sudden you control the running back market. And if they want Saquon Barkley, they have to talk to the same people who uh, handle Josh Jacobs and handle Pollard. And then you try to handle the market on your end. It's like a union within a union. Uh, without unionizing. Running backs given franchise tag and not receive long-term deals in their tag year since this was introduced in 1993. Saquon and Josh Jacobs this year, Tony Pollard, Le'Veon Bell twice in 17 and 18. He did come out and say he made a mistake that he should have stayed with the Steelers. Uh, Here he is talking about that. I never apologize to the fans for really sitting out or leaving the Steelers. I never apologize. So I'm going to say... I apologize for leaving leaving the best damn fans there is in this damn world. I shouldn't have left. I apologize. I should never have left. I apologize. That's my fault. That's on me. Yeah, it is. We said it at the time. Now, the Jets bailed him out by stupidly paying for him. But uh, Le'Veon Bell now apologizing to Steeler fans. Uh, Darren Sproles did not get a long-term deal. Sean Alexander didn't. Edger and James didn't. It's uh, quite a list there. Not going to change anytime soon. Just not. Because you have to look at it from the business side. We have emotion attached to it. The owners don't. Now, the owner, I think Jerry Jones really liked uh, Zeke Elliott. And he gave him that deal. You know, Jerry has been, you know, philanthropic with some of his players, maybe to the detriment of the franchise. But he does fall in love with some of his players. But as an owner, it's dangerous. You're running a business, just like Josh Jacobs and Saquon Barkley are running their own business here. They want to get paid. They feel like they should get paid. We would hope that they would get paid. But if you're an owner, do you want to pay them just because, well, they should get paid? Like That's the tricky part. If if you're the Maras and you have this money, but then, yeah, let's give him that money. And then the next running back who comes along or what that does to the running back market. I think these owners don't want to reestablish the running back market because then it affects every other franchise here. If you look at what McCaffrey got 
or Derrick Henry got, or Alvin Kamara got. And then you're like, well, is my guy better than that guy? Should he get paid more than that guy? Did they overpay for that guy? I mean, Derrick Henry could be one of the best bargains in all the sports. What they've asked him to do, what he's done, and the numbers, I don't know how much more he has left in him with the way they've used him. But you want to talk about a quarterback who is really dependent on his running back, it's been Ryan Tannehill because he's an average quarterback. Derrick Henry has made him a better-than-average quarterback and also probably made him a lot of money. Yeah, Paul. Derrick Henry in his seven years has made $45 million. That's one year of some of the quarterbacks these days. Yeah. $45 million for the production he gave. What's Ryan Tannehill made since he's been with the Titans? Uh, oh, at least $130 million. With the Titans? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you look around and you're like, God, I'm busting my body up for this guy. Like, I still don't understand what the Giants did with Danny Dimes. They were negotiating against themselves. I would have franchised him. I would have said, you know, let me see you play uh, this year and, and next year. Because Saquon, to me, has a higher end, and he's proven that he could be the best running back in football. Do I need Danny Dimes to win? No. I need Saquon Barkley to win. I think Danny Dimes can be a Daniel Jones, I should say. I, I think he can be a, a good quarterback. I don't think he can be a great quarterback. I mean, he might be a more athletic Kirk Cousins. Maybe. Uh, but he does have that ability to make some big plays there. And, you know, we had said before, he, he didn't handle the ball. You know, a lot of fumbles, interceptions. And I just need a little bit more from my quarterback. Yes, Marv. Speaking of Daniel Jones, next year, Daniel Jones should be in the quarterback Netflix series as the Kirk Cousins type, where it's like, <laughs> he's good, but he's not. But is he interesting? Kirk Cousins is interesting. If you watch that that uh, Netflix series, he is interesting. Uh, I'm not going to say entertaining, but he is interesting. You know, just he's a little bit quirky, uh, you know, talking about being injured and, and trying to play through the injury there. But, you know, you would take Daniel Jones next year because he's in, you know, the New York media market. Uh, I'm trying to think who else would you put in there. Now, I think Zach Wilson would be taking the place of Marcus Mariota because now he got humbled. Here you are, second overall pick, and can you even play in the NFL? Now you got Aaron Rodgers. That, to me, is interesting. So if you said Danny Dimes, you could, you could look at Baker Mayfield if you didn't do Zach Wilson. I would probably, if, if he would do it, Josh Allen. Because that, everything that's happened in the offseason, everything that happened at the end of the season, the expectation level, and I think he's dating... Uh, Haley Steinfeld, is that her name? Really? Oh. Yeah, the actress? Oh. Yeah. I don't know what she's been in, but she was in a movie that had Woody Harrelson as, I think, the teacher, and I thought she was awesome. Uh, is that her name, Haley Steinfeld? Yes. Is it? What's she been in, Todd? 
I'm looking at Hawkeye, Dickinson, Bumblebee, Spider-Man, True Grit. Just those are some of them that are popular. Well, True Grit, she was like a really young young uh, actress in that. But I thought she was in a movie, and uh, she's she's in high school. The Edge of 17? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was great in that. Great in that. But Josh Allen is dating her. New Spider-Man movie? Yeah. Okay. Right. Just throwing it out there. If I'm you know, going to program a show, I would have Josh Allen... I would have Zach Wilson because he might say something. Yes, Mark. But all three of those guys in uh, the quarterback series, they were playing. So am I just going to have Zach Wilson on the sideline going, oh, Aaron, that was close with his backwards hat on and his clipboard? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. For some reason, I feel like there's something there. Okay, if let's, I'll replace him. I put Baker Mayfield Jr. the third. How about that? Or Matthew Stafford. Team tried to trade him, trying to come back. Not a great team. Maybe you're going to the Hall of Fame now because you won a Super Bowl. Yeah, Marv. As the Patrick, the Patrick Mahomes character, we're missing Joe Burrow. Yep. Yeah. Maybe season three we get him. And then Joe Burrow would be fun. But I got Josh Allen maybe next year. Then I get Joe Burrow after that, and then maybe Justin Herbert after I was, that. Yeah. Get out of my head, because I was thinking uh, Justin Herbert. Okay. I don't know if he would be as interesting. I don't know if he would have as much swag to him. Yeah, Paul. Two-part question. Would you, if you were the Mannings and Netflix, ask Deshaun Watson to be in the next year of this series? Mm. And if you're Deshaun Watson, would you participate to rehab your image if that's possible? Two-part questions. You want to save that one? Yeah, let me take a break. I got a, whoo, whoo, I don't know about that one. All right, let me take a break. More phone calls coming up. Got a package yesterday. I saw on the outside it was from PXG. I thought, oh, this looks good. Opened it up. It's my new putter. Mm-hmm. You can play good golf this summer. PXG is going to help you. Also, discover the perfect equipment that's custom built for your game. And don't forget, check out their summer apparel collection. They'll have you turning heads on and off the course. Now, here's the best part. PXG is offering a fantastic summer deal. For a limited time, schedule your fitting and enjoy a whopping 75% off the uh, fitting. So that's through the end of this month. Don't miss out. Take advantage of it. If you're serious about getting better and having more fun, get fitted for your clubs. My custom fitting made all the difference. Uh, took over two hours to do it, and it was great. Learned a whole lot about my golf game and my swing. You can check it out and uh, find a location near you. PXG.com. Elevate your style and performance with PXG. Or you can call 844-PLAY-PXG to schedule your fitting and unlock the ultimate golf experience. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? 
along with my fellow pro bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up on game, we're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up on Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast from. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening. I saw this uh, detailed article on ESPN.com talking about the running back position, quarterback position, and uh, quarterbacks more involved in the running game now, certainly the last few years. From 2006 to 2010, quarterbacks accounted for just under 10% of the league's rush attempts. That includes kneel downs and scrambles. Over the next five years, that mark went up to 14.5%. Even more pronounced at the goal line, quarterbacks have gone from capturing just over 10% of all runs inside the three-yard line from 06 to 2010 to just under 18% over the last five seasons. Stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day. Here comes that what stat of the day. Also, quarterbacks score more often than they did before inside the three-yard line. They score nearly 20% of all rushing touchdowns on those plays inside the three-yard line. So those are big numbers that are uh, continuing to increase. 
with these quarterbacks who are dual threats. And that's what these teams are looking for, dual threats. 20 years ago, Josh Allen is, you know, a Dan Marino stand-in-the-pocket guy, not somebody that you're going to say, hey, go out there, use your legs. It just didn't happen that way. You had your quarterback, and that's what he did. He threw the ball. You're running back, he ran. Now, these quarterbacks, it's almost like they should get paid twice. And maybe that's what they're getting paid for because they are running the ball far more than they used to, and they're still being asked to throw for 4,000 yards. But is Josh Allen going to con- you know, continue to run? He'll run smarter. Uh, Jalen Hurts, uh, you know, Fields is going to continue to run. He has to run. Like the Bears had a good running back. Was it David Montgomery? And they let him go. They're like, uh, we got a great running back here. Now we just need him to be a good quarterback. But that's where we're headed with this. Paul in Iowa. Hey, Paul, what's on your mind today? Hey, Dan, I have a point for the running back market. But first to your poll question, you can call me Steve Miller because I'm going to take the billion and run, man. Okay. I mean, I don't know why you would take less. But there's an, there is a island with a mansion on Flathead Lake in Montana. You'd never see me again. Okay. But for the running back market, you mentioned that the owners are devaluing the running backs, and I think you're right. So what about the team without an owner? The Packers have over $50 million allocated in the next four years to A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones. Okay. So how do you take that compared to the rest of the market? Are the Packers zigging where everyone zags? I don't know. I love what they did. I love that they had a running game, and they took pressure off Aaron Rodgers. And I thought maybe you don't have to ask Aaron Rodgers to do as much because you had two really good running backs. I like the philosophy. But look, I grew up with that philosophy of a running back. And I think that eventually, it's all, and I've said this before with the NBA, at some point somebody's going to go, you know what, why don't we create a mismatch down low where you got to guard our big man, that he's going to score and somebody's going to have that player because not everybody should be shooting threes. Now, they all want to, but I wonder, it's like the St. Louis Cardinals back in the 80s. They ran. They, had, they just relied on speed. Everybody could run. And, and I know everybody wants to have home runs there, but I wonder if you have a baseball team that says, you know what, we're going to play defense, good pitching, and we're going to run. We're not hitting home runs here. Is there an NBA team? who has a counterattack. Like, you have to deal with us instead of everybody's going to rely on the three. Now, I'm, I'm sure that the, uh, the metrics probably don't bear that out, that that's the way to go, but what would you do if you have Yao Ming or Shaq? Like, do I, do I take advantage of that? The Twin Towers, are they playing on the perimeter? Like, at some point I go, let's just go down low. Nobody can guard anybody. Nobody has a rim protector. Let's just go down down below and dominate there and make sure that we're getting a high, high percentage of two-point field goals there. Before the break, Paulie said, you know, what about if you're Netflix and you do the quarterback series next year, would you have Deshaun Watson? Would you have him? And if you're Deshaun Watson, would you want to do that? Can you rehab your image by doing something like that? I mean, we talk about sports uh, washing, you know, with uh, the Saudis. That would be sports, uh, sports watch, washing. That's sports washing with Deshaun Watson. Would you be more apt to tune in to see Deshaun Watson oh. or less? 
Seton O'Connor. Uh, you know, honestly, I don't find him very interesting. I don't, I don't really care. But we don't know enough about him other than what he was doing off the field. We knew he was a very good quarterback. Is he, does he have any personality? Is he interesting? That's what I'd be curious about. What is he like as a teammate? I'd be curious about that. Yes, Don. And I'm not sure what he could do on those broadcasts that would all of a sudden make him significantly repair his image, that he's hugging children on, you know, on the sideline. or like, What would you do? What would we see to make us feel better about Deshaun Watson? Well, if he goes to therapy, if he talks about going to therapy, if he talks about what he's learned, um, or he's not going there, I don't now. Do I want to see Deshaun Watson? No, I don't. I don't. But you know, I'm might be in the minority here. Maybe it's really good TV. Yes, yeah, Paul. Here's another one. Tua. Would oh, definitely. You, we'd want it. Oh, yeah. Would if you were him with what he's got going on? Would you participate? Yes. Yeah, I think he's been very forthcoming with mm. taking uh, what jujitsu and learning how to fall and. Everything that goes along. I, I really like him. When we've met him at the Super Bowl, I really liked him. But would he be willing to pull the curtain back and let us in on, does he go see the doctor? How often do you go see the doctor? How available are you going to make these players? That's what makes this interesting. Yes, Marv. If you're a single quarterback, because all three quarterbacks last season were married, mm -hmm. what do they do? Like, you know, do I have to show this woman that might be over my house just for the, the night? <laughs> Because they're, they're following their lives, you know, yeah. outside of the football field also. Netflix after dark. Hmm. <laughs> Quarterback sneak. Final hour on the way. Hall of Famer Jerome Bettis will join us. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.